right on the other side of the thing you're most scared of, the thing that is most uncomfortable for you, is everything. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest to share with you all. My very best friend, my soul sister of over 20 years, Lena, is on the show with us. She is a sacral manifesting generator with almost the exact same design as myself. And I wanted to have her on on the last day of our high frequency formula launch, the day that we close the cart for the rest of the year to share with you how she decided to come into the high frequency formula. And I wanted her to share her journey because watching it from my perspective has been so much fun, all the way from all the doubt she experienced to finally committing to going all in on her soul's purpose, and then through the transaction of paying for the high-frequency formula, which we just think is really funny, and I just can't wait to share the entire story with you. So welcome, Lena. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Okay, so I think where we'll start is first, I just want to kind of explain to everybody how bonded we are. Like 20 plus years, our children grew up together, but we have forever been on our own seeking journey Mm -hmm. and we've never left it. That one three in us. And for those of you that don't know, our profile lines are one three. Our personalities are very, very similar. And we've always been seeking for why are we here? What is our greater purpose? We've witnessed one another's rock bottoms and our soul's evolution out of those rock bottoms. She was the first one that I told about the high-frequency formula when it downloaded. You remember that? Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember getting a call in the middle of the night, and it was like, Lena, I've come up with it. It's It came through, and I was like, what? It's the codes. It's the codes. And I was still like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I can hear your excitement, and I knew it was going to be something big just from knowing you. Yeah, because I don't do anything really not big. No. (laughs) There's no half-assing. No, there really isn't any half-assing. There really isn't. And I do. I remember being like, the download came, and I was really confused. Like, how is this all going to come together? But I knew that I had been put on more of like a mission to figure out how to put it all together. But I knew that you would be able to help me do that, really. It was also fun because, I mean, back then, it was just you, me, and your husband, Mondo. We were really just the soul tribe that was trying to get, well, Danielle at that point, just successful, like back on her feet again. What did that all look like to you guys? Well, it was just pure excitement. And I remember you coming over and you had been doing, you know, human design for a while. And I loved that. And I that's how I found human design was through you. And I remember buying one of your first profiles, you know, the human design 19 page breakdown. And at the time, I was just like, I just want to support her in her business. I don't really know anything about human design, but 
you know, I need to patronize this. And so when I got my human design, I was like, holy shit, this is so accurate and so empowering in so many ways because it just kind of gave me permission to be who I was. You know, all the ways that I make decisions and all the ways I seek and all the ways I need to have experiences and why is one experience not enough and I need the next one. And I always thought those were kind of negative things. In fact, I was told by many people they were negative things, that I was a malcontent person. Yeah. Well, once I read my design, I was like, this is me. This is me. This is how I operate. This is how I came in to operate. So it just gave me a lot of permission to be myself and also the clarity that it brought and the accuracy you know, absolutely drew me in to wanting to know more. Yeah. It was at that point where when you bought the reading, I was like, well, if Lena's buying it, then it must be something that people need. I mean, at that time, we weren't like super close, but we were hanging out enough to where I knew that if you were going to spend money to figure this human design thing out, then there were many more behind you coming for sure. Oh, yeah. And I saw it as something that I wanted to tell everyone who I was in contact with. You know, there's this thing you might want to look at because so many people I would meet would be like just kind of confused, a little bit lost. And I just knew that it was something that could help them, you know, just give some direction in a time they were really seeking it. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we start with how we met in the first place? Well, I know I was a secretary at the hospital we were both working at and I was so drawn to you, one, because your energy and your humor and your hairdo. I was like, <laughs> I love this short, sassy hairdo. And, you know, you made me laugh. And I was just very drawn to you. I just knew that I want to know who she is. Yeah. There was something about that. I had a really short haircut with like went spiky in the back. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I was like, I want to cut my hair like that. And you're like, do you? And I thought, yeah, I do. I do. I want to cut it like that. And I didn't end up cutting it like that. You took me in and you're like, no, no, I don't think this is for you. (laughs) I think it was more the thing that just kind of drew me to you because um, I could just see this ability to speak your truth. And that was something I wanted so deeply for myself because at the time I was not in a place in my life where I was able to speak my truth or be myself. And I wanted that so badly. And I saw that was something that you had. Yeah. And I was drawn to that. Yeah. You know, I wanted that. For me, it felt like home. It was like everything about you, we just got along well. It wasn't any effort. It was like home. Yeah, it felt like home. Without the dysfunction. Yeah. (laughs) Home without the dysfunction. Yet. (laughs) Yeah. We have a long story of dysfunction, but we both saw each other heal ourselves in different ways, Mm -hmm. really. And human design for me was the way that I really pulled myself out of the depths. Yeah. Just treating myself so bad. Like you said, I would shame myself for the way that I was. Mm -hmm. And then finding human design, I was like, oh, no, this is actually the part that will make you the success, that will give you the health, the love, the everything that you want. And up until finding human design, I was like, how do I change all of these things about me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was all about changing yourself until that point. And I think the one thing we've always done for each other has always been to expand one another. And in our rock bottoms, it was expanding in the wrong ways, but we definitely expanded. But there was always a draw and chemistry and a friendship. Yeah. You know, so we were very powerful in both ways. And in the beginning, it ended up being in ways that were probably harmful to ourselves, but it was all out of seeking seeking something more, seeking something more valid, seeking something more authentic. Yeah. 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 And then through human design, we were able to find out that it wasn't ever 
bad or wrong to be in the places we were in. It was because we just didn't know. We just didn't understand that to be who we really were was actually our superpower. Yes. And then when I started doing this as a business, I really, I mean, I would ask Mondo all the questions. Mm-hmm. How do I get an S Corp? Do I should have done LLC? Or how do you even do that? Yeah. You know? And he just would answer the questions. And I'd be like, yeah, how does she do that? Because I don't know. I don't know. How you've been, you know, he was helping me in my own home business. So yeah, he just kind of gave directions here and there. And then you just took it all to the next level. Yeah, I did. I remember thinking anything somebody tells me, I'm going to take it as if like literally I would say to myself as if God was saying this to me, take it and go with it. Yeah. Don't stop trusting the process. Yeah. You know, because I just really felt so connected to my highest self that I knew she was leading me through people, specifically you and Mondo, to helping me get to that next level, that next step, each step of the way. You knew who to trust. Yes. Yeah. And it was also fun because as the work was growing and I was figuring out how to help all the people that were coming to me for help, you were both watching my success in real time, Mm -hmm. like the money started to come. (laughs) And I was like, what? Wow. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. This is how Danielle does it. Whatever she does, she's doing all of it, 100%. Yeah, I really don't go half into anything. But I realized that was my sun gate of commitment, gate 29. And I mean, truly, if I go half in on anything, it doesn't work. Yeah. And that's how I know I'm in shadow or I'm out of alignment. Because if I say I'm going to do something, I have to do it all the way. Anything that I've ever like left early has come back around as it does for everyone to finish what you started. So let's fast forward a little bit into your career. Now you ended up becoming a nurse, Mm -hmm. stopped being a secretary and went all the way through and you ended up landing the career of your dreams. Yes. I went into nursing thinking I first wanted to go into psych nursing because I've always been very interested in the psychological aspects of human behavior. I shortly then realized that uh, psych nursing was not my crowd of people. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just was not where I resonated as far as the work environment. So I went into the ER for many, many years. And then, you know, I became a flight nurse because that was the, for me, the pinnacle of nursing. It was the authority that I could practice in. And so I did that for about um, seven years. And I see now that I manifested that dream wholeheartedly and ended up working, you know, just 15 minutes from my home to 24-hour shifts a week and practicing at the highest level that I possibly could and loving it. And that was my dream job. Absolutely. Yeah. But it still wasn't it. We would have long conversations and I'd be like, but do you really like leaving for 24 hours and then coming back to like re-regulate yourself? And for a long time, you were like, yeah, I do. Yeah. I did because I like breaks. I need breaks in my routine. And now even through my human design, I see that that's absolutely a part of my makeup. And so it worked really well for me. And also it was something that I had a tenacious grip on that I was going to make that happen. And so, you know, I loved doing it. It's a great job. But it actually became something that was not so challenging anymore, if that makes sense. I mean, flight nursing is challenging in the types of situations you're in. But my mind and my energy, it just was not able to flourish in the way that I wanted. There was still something more. And I realize now that's part of how I operate as well. Yeah. And I was watching it. Like I could see because I knew the design and I knew your potential. And I was like, this is going to end soon. But 
also because I knew your love for helping people on your land. Yeah. Just to kind of let everyone in, Lena has this beautiful piece of property, Serenity Cove, and we have done a lot of healing work on that land. So over the course of time, I would just be watching you bring different people and different tools onto your land to help people. And that is where I really saw you light up. Oh, yeah. I, I realized when people would ask me about my job as a flight nurse, you know, I'd be like, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's awesome. And they'd be like, what's your worst call? And pretty soon I was like, I can't even remember what was my worst call because they're all pretty horrific. But I didn't feel myself light up when I was talking about it. Then somebody would ask me about consciousness and healing and shadow work. And I was like, oh, and let me tell you this. And I could feel my eyes light up and my face light up. And the words would just flow so easily. And I realized like, oh, this is really what lights me up. This is really what gets me is helping people in a different way with different trauma. Yeah. It's not, I'm going to stop your bleeding. It's the trauma that we carry from deep, deep wounds. Yeah. You know, yeah. long ago. And so seeing the potential for helping people heal on that level was something that is so deeply important to me and really is what lights me up. Yeah. And then it was just a process of you leaving that career. Yeah. It took a while. My ego was very tied to that career. It's a very egoic job. If I would tell people what I do, it was like, oh, wow, you know, you've really accomplished this crazy thing, this big, wonderful thing. And it must have been so hard. And it's a very prideful job. And, you know, it pays well. And I would never have to really think again too hard about anything. You know, I could show up and do this job that everybody on the outside was looking at me and saying, well, that's the best. That's the best that you could possibly do. And for me, I was like, but I don't feel it in my gut that I'm done. Yeah. You know, it was a dream realized. And once I realized that just because you realize a dream doesn't mean you're done. It doesn't mean that you can't have another dream. And so that's when I really had to make the decision of what was I going to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. And you started having like back issues and just the universe was like more than nudging you. Yeah. I was having back issues and I I hadn't hurt my back. Yeah. I would lay there and I would think, what is this about? Because I know that the body is an antenna and it's just trying to tell you something deeper, not just about your back hurts. And what I realized and I could hear from my higher self now, I know that was speaking to me, is that you're out of alignment. And I thought, oh, I know what the whispers do. Am I going to wait for the shout? Yeah. And it was a pretty easy decision to say, no, I wasn't going to wait for the shout. Because what's the point? I know better. Yeah, we've evolved out of, you know, having to get to the rock bottom Yeah. before we listen. Yeah, I don't need to break something or lose someone, my family, or dedicate myself to something that's going to eat up everything else in order to say I should make a change. I was aware enough to know that I needed to listen to myself. I mean, I just got so excited because, like I say all the time, I can see the end result. And so I get really excited. As soon as I knew that she was going to leave, there was this, what would I do? And I was so excited. I was like, there's so many things that you can do. Look what I'm doing with all of my clients. Let's do something like that. But before you left, you'd gotten really into your work with Dr. Gabor Mate. Yeah. About a year and a half ago, I'd seen the wisdom of trauma. And it resonated deeply because I could see how chronic illnesses, even accidents, were very tightly linked to our own unconscious behaviors. And once that came into my awareness, I said, this is what I want to do. So I started the year-long graduate program with him. And through that, it taught me that it was possible to help people on a deep level. And so 
as I was finishing my program, I thought, well, this is what I want to do. I want to help people with this. And I thought, well, maybe I'll do it on the side and they'll come in for appointments and, you know, and I'll help a couple people or help my family. And slowly I began to realize, no, you're going to do this full force, wholeheartedly with people. And I realized that I wasn't going to be able to keep a full-time job in something that I liked but didn't light me up and also be able to realize this new dream, yeah, which was actually helping people on a deeper level. Yeah. And so as I was coming to the conclusion of my training, that whisper got louder and louder, and it became more and more clear that I could help people. I just didn't know how I would go about building that into a business or how would I go about making that my full-time job because I was in a very secure job that was guaranteeing me an income and benefits and all of that. But again, once I knew this is what I was going to do, the house took a second seat. Yeah. You know, it needed to be like, this is what you're going to do. And you need to trust that it will show up the way that it needs to show up. And during that time, I'm watching you build this business and coaching people on how to, you know, come into their light and to offer whatever they're doing to the world in an aware way, in an enlightened way. You know, those whispers started to become louder. I was one of the whispers. (laughs) You were one of the whispers. And I'm like, I'm watching her do it. Why do I think I'm not going to do it? Yeah. I wonder if that's how I do it. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Oh, it's starting to become clear, but I'm still scared. Yeah. You know, I'm still scared. I'm still want to hold on to the edges of what I know. Yeah. And uh, you don't need to hold on to edges of what you know. I it mean, for me, me, it was like the universe took the edges for me. Yeah. For you, you had edges. And, yeah. you know, most of my clients, they have a very comfortable life. It's like it's a luxury to go start a business and it's a luxury to do the thing I love to do. Yeah. But most people have a problem with seeing how they could make a full-time income doing the thing that they absolutely love. And where I didn't have a choice, I had to figure it out, which is great for you because, you know, you have a ready-made road plan for you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that you don't grow in your comfort zone. And I know that part of my design is that I need to keep challenging myself. So I had to give myself permission to do that. Yeah. And then when I asked you to come into the high frequency formula in April to really start getting serious about creating your own income portal, you were hesitant. Tell us why. Well, I had just left. I had finally given my notice, left that career. And I had to go through a few weeks of pain on that and doubt. What have I done? I have completely lost my mind. There was times when I thought, you've completely lost your mind. And I would get that from the faces of people that I would say, yeah, I left. Why would you do that? Yeah. You know, part of me was like, yeah, why did I do that? (laughs) I think maybe I have lost my mind. So there was this time of really kind of wrestling with my own decision and then figuring out from there is, well, what am I going to do now? How am I going to do this? You know, and I wasn't in a position where it's like, I'm going to starve if I don't go out and do something. Yeah. So it was hard because part of me wanted to stay safe and wanted to stay on the land, and just see people once in a while. And I thought, okay, well, does that feel safe to you? Yeah, it feels safe to me right now. And as I found my safety and I landed, I realized, yeah, that's not it. Yeah. It's like you had to ground into a new reality before you could go, okay, I'm going to jump off another cliff here. Yeah. You know, I wrestled with myself. I was actually mad at myself. Why do you have to want more all the time? Why can't you just be happy? You could just stay here and you could just make it easy and you could do nothing or do a little bit. And I actually had the conversation with myself is like, God dang it. Like, why do you have to always seek? 
Why do you always have to want to push things? Why do you have to push yourself into uncomfortable positions in order to feel useful? Mm. And so I had that conversation with myself for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just the way it works here. I wish it didn't, but we have to, right on the other side of the thing you're most scared of, the thing that is most uncomfortable for you, is everything. Yeah. And I mean, even with the work I do, I still have moments of, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. There's no way you're going to get me to do that. It's too uncomfortable. Yeah. Even though I know, well, literally on the other side of that is exactly the answer, the thing, the whatever. I still go, I don't know if that counts for me right now, though. Maybe for everybody else. Yeah. Like, I still do that. Oh, yeah. So when did you decide to take another look into the high-frequency formula as something that might be an option for you to find the how. <laughs> well, I mean, over that time, you know, I was able to do my own healing work. I went into my own shadow to see what it was, what was this static that was happening for me. And I really had to kind of re-regulate my nervous system and kind of come to a point where I was comfortable and I wasn't in fear and I wasn't in doubt and I could just hear myself. And there was a calmness that had finally come over with leaving the old job and being able to know that I was safe no matter what. And that gave me the ability to really make a decision from my highest self. Mm. You know, and I had been watching you and I knew that you would help me, but I wasn't even sure I wanted help. Yeah, because you didn't even know what really business coaching was. No, I had no idea what a business coach was. I'm like, is that just a job people make up? <laughs> You know, and I'm like, but I was excited for you watching all of everything was happening and nothing made me happier to, than to watch your success and to, to watch you reconnect with your family and all of that. So what it really was about was getting myself to a place of acceptance for myself and then being able to ask the right questions. Because when you asked me and I was like, uh, emotionally for me, it's a big commitment because then that means I have to go all in on myself and then you're going to see me. Mm -hmm. And you never let me not be called out on my shit. And so it's like, I don't want anybody to call me out on my shit yeah. and to tell me where I'm not doing the thing. Because one thing about me is I don't really listen to people, especially I people I know. I'm like, oh, you don't know. And so I, it was really like, I don't know if I can make the commitment to myself. And that really was the crux. It wasn't, do I want it? Do I not want it? Do I think Danielle can help me? It had nothing to do with it. It was, I don't know if I can commit to myself and I can show up for myself this way. Mm. And it's so much easier to stay in my safe box right here. And I don't ever have to do another thing. But that wasn't going to be enough. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't have just satisfied your soul. There yeah. would always be more. Yeah, I could hear that voice. And that was starting to shout. And I thought, okay, I'm going to have to really go back into the shadow, look at this. And make a decision that is not based in fear, because I know that's not where any good decisions come from. And once I was able to recognize that, then it was easy. Yeah. Tell that story how that business coach came out to your property. Oh, this dear friend came out without my knowing that that was what she was going to do. And she just saw something in me. I think a lot of the same things, like knowing that I wanted to do healing work with people. And then and I had a healing center and you know, was working with people and loved it. And she's like, you need to do this, you know. And she came out really just saying, hey, I want to come out and get together with you. And it ended up being like a VIP weekend of her coaching me and really untangling my brain in yeah. ways that I didn't even know it was tangled. I mean, I knew it was tangled, but I didn't know how bad. Yeah. 
And she did this, you know, kind of itinerary and what we were going to work on. And she was able to help me recognize what was I scared of? Why wasn't I doing it? Yeah. And that really just, it gave me a breakthrough in seeing what is business coaching. Yeah. Because I think I just thought I knew what it was, which I, you know, and I never really asked you like, well, what exactly are you doing? Yeah. Like, what does this look like? And so that really kind of gave me a different perception and one that I didn't invite. So it kind of got me, you know, kind of without me knowing. Yeah. And brought this awareness to, oh, that's what this is. Yeah. Well, this is how that works. It wasn't me. So you weren't like, I'm not going to do that. Or you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know I was listening to anybody. It was unassuming. Yeah. It was a wonderful gift. And it came in a way that I would never have asked for it because I'm terrible at asking for help. Yeah. Terrible. So the universe was like, I'm going to go ahead and bring you Yeah. She's someone. never going to ask for help. So I'm just going to bring someone without her knowing. Yep. And so they gave me the per- perspective of knowing what is business coaching. Yeah. You know, and uh, it opened me up that way. And then when I'm like, oh, you had a business coach out here? What did you think? And you're like, well, I really did find a lot of value in it. Mm-hmm. And you, then you said, well, if I was going to do something like that, I wouldn't go with her. I would go with Danielle. But why? I mean, Danielle is my closest, dearest friend who knows me, the depths of me, things that nobody knows about me and knows about my life and has shared so many experiences with me. And I've watched her do this. Why wouldn't I do that with her? You know, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it defogged my brain, I guess, in the way that it was absolutely supposed to so that I could be open. Yeah. I know that had to happen. Yeah. Because I didn't even know you didn't know no, what I, didn't. I was doing. No. We talk about all the other things. We don't talk about the specifics of business. Yeah. You know, I just hear all of the things that you're doing and all of the results, but I don't have any idea. I had no idea how people got to those results. Yeah, the meat of it. Yeah. The actual formula. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing is, is I gave you the high frequency formula as soon as I had it ready in Kajabi to go sell to all my clients. I gave it to you. I didn't look at it. (laughs) Didn't even look at it. I mean, I looked at the parts. I was like, oh, this seems like it applies to me. Let me just see how I work through this gene key. And it's like, oh, okay. that It helped me work on specific things, but I never had the whole picture of what it would do. Yeah. So, you know, I knew that in considering, like, I do need a business coach, and it's going to be Danielle, and I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. Because I know for me that that would make me show up. And I know that you would give it to me. Yeah. Just like you did the first time. But that was not going to be an option because, one, I needed to know that I would commit to myself, that that would be the driver that would make me show up for myself. Yeah. And that was the thing I wrestled with the most was will I show up for me Yeah. in big ways, the way I showed up for myself to become a nurse, the way I showed up for myself to become a flight nurse. This was something that I had to really know that I would do that for myself. Honestly, I didn't even know you were considering it. Yeah. I remember when we got together um, for one of our, you know, girl healing dates, you were like, no, I want to do it. I want to do the high frequency formula. And I was thinking, really? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't, (laughs) you know, but what did change your mind? Well, I attended your live. I think it was when you were talking about the high frequency formula and. Oh, the live event. The live event. Mm -hmm. And I was listening and I could feel in my body that it was, I'm going to do this. And there was no justifying the answer. There was no, well, will I? Or I don't know. And maybe it was like, you're going to do it. Hmm. And I said, oh, okay, I'm going to do it. 
that was your higher self coming in like, yeah. no. It was the <laughs> calmest answer I've ever had. And that's how I knew because again, having done my human design with you, I knew where my decision making came from. So I could recognize yeah. that this was a true decision. Yeah. Not from fear. No. Right. No. But it's funny because fear really did show up for you. It was oh, really, really funny. It tried to hold on. <laughs> I mean, after you kind of, you said to me in the yoga shed, you said, okay, no, I'm definitely going to do it. And I said, I said, okay. And I went home. My higher self was like, everyone pays to get access yeah. to this. It was something that she didn't even give me the option to give away. Yeah. It was no one gets it for free. And the reason she said that was because of basically what happened with mm -hmm. you is the people who are paying are invested in the work. Yeah. You know, and whether they're invested in it now or, you know, 10 years from now, it doesn't matter. But you have the work. It's always yours. You can go into it whenever, but you have to pay in order to yeah. access it. So you're invested in some way. Yeah. And, you know, it really wasn't ever awkward between you and I to like do the exchange of payment, but. It was funny. Tell about Mondo, your husband. Well, you know, I was kind of hesitant to tell him because, you know, who wants to tell your husband you're going to spend, you know, eight grand for anything, right? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I knew he would think, well, yeah, she's your best friend. You're going to do it with her. You're not going to pay anything. And I was like, and I'm going to pay. And he's like, what? Um, okay. And I said, yeah, because I know that I have to do that for me. This is an emotional investment. It's mm. how I show up. And I've learned that through different you know, things that I've done is that it's an energetic exchange and it's an emotional investment for me. Yeah. When it hurts me to do it, then I know I'm going to be there. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't hurt me a little bit, uh, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll get on that week. Maybe I'll look at the material. You mean the price that you pay for? Yeah. Something? Isn't that the truth? It has to be uncomfortable a little bit. Yeah. You know, because otherwise for me, I just, I don't show up the same. Yeah. You know? And so when I said that, he goes, Okay, because he could see the conviction is like, this is not really a discussion. Right. And, you know, again, he saw the success that you had been able to achieve and that you had helped other people achieve. So I think in his mind, he's like, it's a good investment. <laughs> Mondo. Yeah, he's yeah. like, it's a, it's not that it's not a good investment. It's just like, oh, you do that? You, you know, you pay your friend? <laughs> and I'm like, it's money flowing. It's not money spending. You yeah. Know? So I had to move some money around out of my 401k and deposit it into my bank account, you know, which that took three days. And it was like, oh, here comes the fear monster about your 401k. Yeah. Oh, that's your safety. And it's like, is that my safety? No, I know better about money. And so, you know, I made the transaction. I sent it over and there was still this part of me is, oh, boy, you've really done it now. You know, oh, you quit your job and you're going to spend $8,000. Oh, that's really? Is that how you do it? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I had to wait three days and those three days were hard because yeah. it's like, you know, when you make the initial decision, it's like, oh, there's a decision. Oh, okay. Well, now you're going to have to sit on that same decision with an out yeah. for three days. Yeah. And it felt like a battle sometimes because yeah. I was like giving myself all the reasons. Well, if you don't do it, then you don't have to show up. Like you don't have to try and you don't have to, maybe you don't need to have a successful business and maybe you don't have to do all those things. And it's like, well, no. That's not true. And you I could, could go feel. back to safety. You, you could, could go, go back, back to, to comfortable. Mm -hmm. But I knew whose voice that was. Yeah. It was the protective self. Mm -hmm. It was the ego, you know. And I've learned enough by this time to not listen to that voice as being the driver. Yeah. I think it's so funny because I'm like your bestest friend, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so there really is no fear. Like logically, if we were to put it all on paper, there is absolutely no fear. And yet still 
that ego, that protective self is coming in to say comfortable and safe is actually better. Yeah. And then the universe came in and gave you another test that weekend, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. So that week while I was waiting, the three days, you know, I have a successful Airbnb and there was a county meeting coming up on whether or not we were going to be able to continue this business. And I thought, oh, shoot, there's my safety net. Yeah. That takes care of any income that I would have to make. And it was like, oh, boy, well, then maybe you shouldn't spend mm-hmm. that money because you don't know if more money's coming. And I was like, oh, there it is again. There's That's the fear-based conversation. And so I had to just kind of let that move through me and sit with it and then ask it to sit down and, again, listen to what the truest decision was for me. Yeah. And it was still you'll move forward. Yeah, I'm just going to highlight that because that is normal. It's normal to make a decision and then have that fear and doubt come in and the universe to send you a test. Oh, yeah. It it was immediate. It was like within a day. Yeah. You know. And I remember, I think we were texting and I was like, yep, this is normal. Just keep going. I I think that was one of our texts. Then Monday came and the money came into your account. Yep. And I was like, all right, take your fingers, (laughs) put them on the keyboard and pay transfer the money. And I was like, okay. And I was, you know, I could feel this part of me was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Wow. And then I was like, tick, 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 send. And I didn't even read everything. Yeah. I was like, I'm just doing it. I didn't read exactly. What am I getting? Oh my God. What what am I going to get? You know? And I just thought, okay, I'm going to send it. And I didn't even tell you that I was sending it. Yeah. Because I feel like if I was to call you and say, okay, well, I'm about to send it. Then part of me is hoping you'll tell me not to. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so I was like, I already sent it. It's done. It's done. And there was such relief in my body once it was done. Oh, that's so cool to point out because you made the decision according to your authority. Yes. Bypass the fear. You got through the the universe's (laughs) test. And then when the action was taken to support the decision, the feeling in your body tells you everything. I could feel like complete relaxation. It was like, uh, Mm -hmm. no more fighting with you protective self yeah you can sit down now it's done yeah you know and then it felt great you know I'm like oh it's good it's good and then it was like wait I don't get one-on-ones yeah she's she (laughs) texts me within a few minutes I hadn't even really because if I would have seen that she paid I would have texted I think I did congrats or something like that like yay and then right after it was like well wait a minute what did I just buy do I get one-on-ones or is this just a group thing yeah (laughs) And then I thought, oh, no, I'm going to get lost in a group and I'm not going to show up the same way because, you know, I'm not going to just be just me and her. And, oh, no, maybe I've done the wrong thing. But, you know, as soon as I formed the question, I could already hear the answer. Like as I texted, well, do I get one-on-ones or said that? It was like, oh, my God, that's such a stupid question. Like, just stop. Yeah. And it's like we were talking earlier. It's so cool to be able to be at the stage of our evolution Mm -hmm. where you can witness the ego being like a child. Like, but wait, what did you even buy? And all of that ego stuff and know like, oh my gosh, this really is a childlike voice in my head that really just will not let up even after I've done the thing with the one person in the world Mm -hmm. that I totally trust will not let me fall. So I had to have you on this podcast to tell everyone how that goes because it is the same for everyone. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. I just decided I didn't want the child to run my life anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody, I mean, I know you've told me a few things, but how you've seen the universe support your decision since all of that. 
Well, is immediately there was just kind of like money coming in from really unexpected places. You know, there was a tax return that I hadn't gotten a tax return in 10 years. And it was like, what? And it more than covered my investment. And so I told my husband, he's he's kind of smiling. I go, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, just like what Danielle always says, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and he just laughed. He's like, yeah, I know. That's kind of, that's weird, huh? I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> And then, again, there was just more money coming in that was from places that were not regular income. Even from the, the education forgiveness loan, that came in. And then there was money that was, he was getting through his business that was unexpected. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is how it works. Yeah, this is how it works. I had watched it work this way, and it was now working that way for me. And I've more than gotten back what my investment was. Already. Before I've even done anything. Have, I, I haven't even taken one step to build the business you know, any more than it has been. And it's already been covered. It's already been covered. And that is how it works. I mean, that's literally how easy it works. And that's one of the things I like to point out to everybody in the mastermind, Mm -hmm. because they're already seeing their investment coming back, but it's coming back in ways that they wouldn't expect, right? And so you have to see that for the universe to send you more. You have to see that it's coming in other ways. And so I just have to point that out because it's just so fun. Yeah. So let's talk about your role coming into the high frequency formula. We are bringing Lena in to help us in the support coaching area of the mastermind. She's bringing in her gift of empathic integration. So why don't you just walk us through that process, Lena? So empathic integration was born through my training with Dr. Gabor Mate, my year-long graduate study program. And what it does in a nutshell is bringing light into the shadow, into the core wounds, and bringing awareness. Because when we have awareness, we can make decisions that are based from our highest self. So many times we're going into a reactive mode, whether in conversations or in life decisions, that are based in old patterns. And when we're not aware of what those old patterns are or what where they come from, where our core beliefs are, we can continue to repeat destructive patterns mm-hmm. or patterns that keep us from growth. So empathic integration is a way of taking people into their body in order to recognize core beliefs, core wounds, and release them mm-hmm. to, to repattern, to decondition. And what I like to um, compare this to is like a modern-day soul retrieval. Mm. You know, we need to bring those parts of ourselves and integrate them back into ourselves in a way that becomes productive and helpful and give those parts of ourselves new jobs, you know, that they don't have to keep protecting us. And that's where so much growth can come from. Through this process, it's a very, it can be a simple process, but it just takes attunement and a feeling of safety and ability to look within. Well, I think it's super valuable because you have to go into the body first in order to recognize the authority. Everyone has to be in their body. And it's a very uncomfortable place for most of us to be because we have been identifying with the shadow, with the wounding as a place to react from. So that's where I see you coming in and holding the light and offering that amazing opportunity for breakthrough and awareness of how the shadow is actually running the patterning of our lives, right? And that's how it worked so well with me is you see the shadow and you go, oh, wait, I don't have to react from that place anymore. Mm -hmm. I can actually do it differently. And in fact, there's this thing, the gift that I can be aware of that allows me to step into my potential. Yeah. I mean, the thing that lights me up is doing this work and kind of seeing this aha moment on someone's face when they go, that's what it is? Yeah. 
Because a lot of times it's not the thing you thought it was. Yeah. It's something much, much, much older. And when you can recognize that and bring healing to it, you're free. You're free. You're free. Yeah. How long does it take you to do this? <laughs> when you do your compassionate inquiry on me, it's not very long. Yeah. I mean, with the compassionate inquiry, you know, being able to kind of recognize a core wound or a core belief, we can really literally do it in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Now to work deeply on that wound and to really reprocess it and integrate it fully, that can be a longer appointment. But the first part is to come into awareness. Yeah. Yeah. To come out of the shadow, to bring light to that. Yeah. I mean, this is essential. That's why we've asked you to come into the high frequency formula to offer the people going through the work inside this formula, these sessions, because this is how you quantum leap any result you're looking for. I mean, we say you get money, of course, right? That's what we're telling you. But really what you get is the relationships in your life change. It removes the blocks. Yeah. It helps you recognize what they are so they're not controlling you. Yeah, and they're no longer sabotaging your success. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who is considering the high-frequency formula? Because today this podcast is airing on the final day. We close the doors tonight at midnight. So I would love for you just to give somebody a piece of your wisdom. I would say do it. You're in good hands. The other thing I would encourage you to do is take a deep breath to center yourself, to ask the question. And the answer that comes from your higher self is never trying to convince you. It's just calm. It just is. And if that's the answer you're getting, then listen, because yeah. we don't need the shout. Yeah, we don't need the shout. We don't need the rock bottom. Well, tell everyone, Lena, where they can find you on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram under Serenity Cove Temecula and um, Empathic Integration. So those are my two links um, where you can find more information about me and how to contact me if you'd like to work with me or come out to Serenity Cove. Yes. Yeah, so please, everyone, head on over to check Lena out and everything she has to offer. I am so honored that you decided to spend some time here with me and just let everyone in our fractal line get to know you. I am so excited to have you inside the high frequency formula so everyone can get a little piece of this beautiful soul that is Lena. You guys can head to the link in the show notes to get all of her information and devour her. I'm so honored to have you here. And remember everyone, today is the final day to go all in on yourself, commit to your dream, and to make your purpose your priority. You can find all the information for the High Frequency Formula down at the link in the show notes. If you have any questions at all, you can email us, support at danielleiman.com. We welcome you in. We can't wait to get started with you. And until next time, cheers to staying wealthy through alignment. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity that is the high frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how. I'll see you on the inside.